Russia's offensives around Bakhmut are continuing at a pace unlike anything we've seen from them in at least the past several months of the war. What is Ukraine doing to stop it? I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It is January 10th, 2023. This is your daily Ukraine update. Let's get right into it. Okay, when we look at the control map, you guys can see that around Solidar, there have been continued Russian advances. Uh, you could see this no man's land approaching Krasnohora, um, Pithorodne, all have been on a steady advance by Russian forces. You also, of course, are seeing them advance outside Solidar, probably in an effort to encircle the town. Um, they've continued to make you know, fairly significant gains. Um, this still has the rail yard as being contested. Um, and as we've talked about, Solidar and Blahodatne are going to be the keys to Krasnohora, which in turn are at least going to allow them to hold uh, uh, the ground north of Bakhmut, which is, again, a long way from actual success. But nonetheless, the momentum appears to be swinging in Russia's favor. And when we look at the attack map, you guys can see Russia is basically trying to press its advantage as much as humanly possible. You guys can see not only are they attacking near Kremenina, Belohorivka, uh, but out near Solodar and Krasnohora, you guys can see Russia is doing everything it can to advance, uh, attacking in Solodar, Pirhorodne, Eastern Bakhmut, uh, Klitschivka, even farther south, they are throwing their troops near Kurdyumivka. Uh, it's basically an across the front lines advance. This is probably a recognition by Russia that this this may be some of their best this may be their best opportunity to keep Ukraine on the back foot. Based on everything else that we've seen from Russia thus far in terms of its operational pace, I suspect that this is is it may not be sustainable in the long term. Um, that said, we should also take a look at War Mapper's reporting. He shows that the village of uh, Dorozeniv Yanka, uh, which is actually in Zaporizhia province, uh, Zaporizhia Oblast, excuse me, right down here. So you guys can see this is uh, not a place where we're used to seeing changes in contestation. Uh, this is reported as being Ukrainian controlled. Uh, this The control map here is reporting it as being uh now listed as contested when it was previously listed as controlled uh a sort of i guess a counterattack by russian forces you guys can see russian forces reporting to have advanced through some of this uh no man's land here the question that we are left with is that what can ukraine do about these significant uh, advances. Oh yeah, you guys can see here War Mapper uh, also showing so, you know Russia advancing through Solidar, and uh, other than that, these are the only two major changes that that War Mapper is reporting. Um, what can Ukraine do about it? Well, first you notice that Ukraine's allies, uh, the United States, uh, France. Uh, supposedly the UK, have all been contributing significant mechanized forces to 
the, to Ukraine. And this is interesting for a couple of reasons. Uh, first off, mechanized forces, while sort of useful on the defense, really are at their best when they are on offense. So they're contributing to them uh, in a, a way that is going to enable them to go on the attack. And this is, of course, here we go. Here's an article on the UK considering supplying Challenger 2 tanks to engage Russian forces. These are uh, very modern tanks uh, and are potentially a... Are they potentially a game changer? Well, in sufficient quantities, they would be. And the Bradley fighting vehicle being turned over to Ukraine is another example. And these can be used to really apply a lot more pressure. I think Ukraine is seeing that without mechanization of its forces, it's not going to be able to seize large portions of its territory and deliver the sort of lightning advances that they need to. Russia has been, uh, we'll say, forcibly demechanized in many ways and is now largely appears to be a ground a, a foot traffic army a light infantry force primarily so that means that if ukraine can collect enough of its armored and mechanized forces it can really drive a serious wedge if it can break through russian lines like we've seen russian lines are resilient uh some of the reports have indicated that they usually run three defensive lines with the front line being mobilized troops <laughs> and then two rear lines of more experienced troops who's uh, for whom they don't want to see take casualties. <clears throat> but if you can break through that tough exterior, uh, the interior can be very soft because Russia, it's poor command and control, it's poor transportation means that if Russia, if Ukraine can get to the backfield, uh, then they can really make advances faster than Russia can meaningfully respond. You could have another Kharkiv offensive type situation. What that requires, though, is as we discussed, it requires mechanization. It requires mechanized forces. Bradley's challengers supposedly. U.S. is looking at some strikers. France contributes some of their APCs, and so. I hypothesize that this is all part of a larger plan where Ukraine is going to try to preserve its combat power until the spring. And if it means that it's going to have to accept some level of yielding in Bakhmut, so be it. Uh, it's hard to know because obviously actual strength numbers are classified. They're not going to release them on either side. So it's hard to know if Ukraine is engaging in a calculated withdrawal from certain regions uh, deemed too hard to defend, or if this is actually Russia doubling and tripling down on its efforts, uh, or if it actually is an issue with Ukrainian armed forces not having sufficient manpower uh, in these outskirt regions to continue to hold off Russian forces. Your guess is as good as mine. Anyway, guys, that is all I had. Of course, you guys know uh, YouTube changing their algorithm seemingly every day. Um, monetization is uh, uh, 
a variable at best. So if you guys want access to the uncensored combat video breakdowns, they I do them every Friday. We do four or five. Uh, I did uh, last week. We saw a POV from the uh, Azov battalion. We saw some uh, drone footage of a tank clearing a trench at point blank range and there's always new viral videos for us to break down. Thanks to my lieutenant to your patrons as always, and I'll see all you guys in the next one.